welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful Maura from, she has a beautiful signature program called Soulful Leader and her story of how she got to where she is now and all the twists and the turns and all of the things is amazing. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here, Alexis. You're amazing. Oh, we talked about that. We already covered the ama- <laughs> you being amazing. Just, I, lo- I love the people that you attract to your show, and I'm very honored to be one of them. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And yes, I was loving up all of the amazingness that I loved that I was getting given before we jumped on. <laughs> so as everybody knows, what is your magical story that got you to where you are now? Well, if you want the cliff notes, uh, there was a seminal moment, and it I'll start with a seminal moment. And it was when I I found myself getting let go from a a two-year, six-figure contract that uh, was a complete shock. It went from, you're doing a great job to, uh, this is over now. And um, it was such a hard slap in the head. It dropped me to my knees and sent me on the trajectory that I'm on currently. But it took, the path it took to get to that contract was very unusual so i'm told yes uh, it started <laughs> it started with a degree in journalism and mass communication from the university of colorado boulder and my intention originally was to go into advertising but instead i became a firefighter as you do and i did that for 7 years much to my grandparents dismay because they paid for my college and they could not understand what I was doing there. My my grandmother's Jewish and she kept asking me, how is this going to help you get a career in advertising? And why do you want to work with all those men with the thick necks? She would say to me, (laughs) Uh, it was awesome. I was like an episode. Every conversation was an episode of Seinfeld. So I did that for seven years uh, because I was called to service and what was going on underneath. And I really want to talk about what was actually going on, because I feel like what's really going to serve your listeners is to talk about what my motivation was. So it's very impressive. And everybody's like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, but what was happening was I needed to be a hero. I wanted people to be excited when I showed up and I did not have the self-esteem or the worthiness to feel valuable. So I chose a job that did it for me because I grew up in a household where uh, it was not safe my, my father molested me and my, my stepmother was going through a very difficult time. She was an alcoholic and very emotionally abusive when that would happen. So not ever feeling safe, I became a warrior and I didn't have a shred of self-esteem. So I looked for it through external validation. Firefighting was a great choice for me because I have a drive to be in service. I, was, uh, I did some bodybuilding So I had a bodybuilding title and I was very uh, sort of, um, what would you call it? Physically motivated. And I loved the idea of it. 
we watched a lot of television, Alexis, and it really just didn't allow me to do the job. And when you're five <laughs> foot two, you need to practice all the time. I was the tiniest firefighter. Okay. <laughs> so I recognized after a, um, an unfortunate or a fortunate actually, cause it, it got me on my path, a, a fortunate harassment debacle where the union surrounded the, the lieutenant who everybody despised because he was a man and I became the pariah. Um, I'm like, all right, these aren't my people. I, I got to go. And I found myself um, in Los Angeles acting because that was another thing I wanted to try. And I wanted attention and I wanted validation. P.S. If you want attention and validation, if you want to feel good about yourself, please don't go into acting. Let me just give that little piece of advice to everyone. Don't do it. There are better ways to get external validation. <laughs> it's not going to work for you. So uh, I actually got some success. I got on uh, the West Wing at the time, and, and I got on a, I got on a CBS pilot as a recurring character. And, and I realized, my God, I'm kicking the door open here. And in the meantime, I had to work as a like I had to work to support myself outside of that. So I became a fitness trainer. I worked in the mind body space. I became a master instructor uh, as a, a therapeutic yoga teacher trainer, and I taught embodied anatomy. So it was all the sacred anatomy and transformation going on, and awareness and and uh, being present, and all of this great stuff. And all of that was sort of juxtaposed the, the, the acting. And I, I realized when I kicked in that door, like, these aren't my people. I don't, I don't like this. I arrived and realized, nope, I'm glad I did it, but I don't want to do it. So I, I hung my hat on the, um, on the therapeutic yoga and I traveled around the U S and made a pretty good living as a consultant. And, uh, eventually I found myself uh, doing a lot of martial arts. I got belted in a lot of martial arts. Cause again, I was terrified that something was going to happen to me because of the way I grew up. So I wrote a book called Unbreakable Woman, Compassion, Self-Defense, and Empowerment, because I felt like the thing that keeps women safe is the intuition. This is part of the embodied anatomy. So I, I helped women understand the science of their intuition. And I worked in the women's empowerment field for, for a number of years as, as a, a consultant. And I worked in with Fortune 500 companies. And based on the strength of my book, I got hired as a military co contractor. And I traveled around the world with this group of totally badass, like ex-Marine uh, uh, snipers, true story, amazing men. And that was what I did for, for about 10 years. And I, a CEO from a fortune 500 company, I got invited into their company to do an empowerment event. And she lost her mind. She loved it. She said, what would it take to get you to come work for me? Just me shut down your consultancy. I want you. And I said, well, it's going to be this big six figure salary. And I want to make my own position. She goes, you're a director, do it. So I did director of empowerment and advocacy. And as I was signing my employment stuff, she was getting managed out. So when I showed up, Nobody knew what to do with me because I was kind of her thing. And um, I've never worked so hard to try to do my job in my entire life. And I'm like, what the hell's happening here? Why doesn't anybody want to do it? Like, why isn't anybody cooperating with me? I don't, I don't understand. People just did not. They basically kind of uh, stonewalled me so I couldn't do my job. And I didn't see what was happening because I don't understand that stuff. That's just not how I operate. And uh, eventually the... Uh, let's have a, a meeting to discuss the new year turned into, well, we've got HR on the phone with you. I'm like, that can't be good. 
I don't know what's <laughs> going on here, but yeah, that's, it can't be good. So in the midst of all this, I, I was diagnosed with cancer and uh, I was very young and extremely healthy when I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the reason I was diagnosed was because I kept seeking external validation to make meaning for myself because I felt so unworthy because I suppressed my anger for my childhood. I didn't know what to do with all that anger. I felt guilty about it. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I turned it inward and that, that's, that made me sick. And I recognized that I did it. I a hundred percent made it happen. Not on purpose, obviously, but it was all me. And the cool thing was it taught me how to surrender And the greatest thing about owning the power to make yourself sick is you recognize I have the power to make myself well. I have the power to do anything. And that's, yes, that's what I teach my, my clients how to do it. That's what I teach them how to do is recognize that power and use it. Seriously, my whole body like a goosebumps and it is and. I want to say thank you for saying, because this is one thing that I feel that a lot of people don't understand, is that when we suppress emotions, we cause disease in our body and that you taking ownership that you created it and then going, hey, I was powerful enough to create it. I am powerful enough to release and let go of it and surrender and heal yourself. Yep. It is so powerful and people think that I'm bananas when I talk about this for that don't understand all of how everything works and they've never done the mindset work and they've never understood the inner stuff that goes on that we really get to choose and create how we do life and what it is that we want and I love how you took the warrior path even though you're still suppressing lots of things you went on a path of self-discovery in a way with being that warrior and going through all the different things that you went through until you did become sick and started to look inwards and know how powerful you are. And I love it. I just love your story of becoming a bodybuilder and a firefighter and going into Hollywood. It's you never know what path you're going to take. You can only look backwards to see where you've, you've come from. Absolutely. And to your point, it's okay that, that people look at us and go, what? Because it's okay. And it's, it's, it's natural. And it takes a, a, a very particular kind of person like you, like me, that understands what we understand and, and have gone through what we've gone through in such a way. Well, I'll just give you the difference between like the difference between people like you and me and individuals. And there's no, there's no judgment. This is just a very uh, a defining characteristic. Individuals can do the path that I did or the path that, that, w- that you did, where they're like, oh, I recognize my power and now I live healthy and I'm just living my life. I healed myself. I'm living this wonderful life where I'm manifesting things. I see myself as a divine creator. I'm good. I got my life. There's those people, individuals, and then there's people like us. We are coaches. We are teachers. The difference is when we go through our journeys, when we chop through that jungle with our machetes, we've got a light. And people are like, hey, what's that? We're like, just come this way. I got you. 
I'll help you. I'll help you do it. Not everybody's, not everybody who comes to this knowledge is a teacher of it. And that is our purpose to disseminate our awareness and invite those who are ready to participate in the deliberate creation of their reality. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And when you were saying that, so when we're going through our stuff and it's about becoming, being really raw and open and vulnerable. And yesterday I cried, I laughed, I had puffy eyes. I didn't know how I was going to get on today without looking puffy and all of the things. And I wrote a post about it in my private group saying, this is what's been going on for me today. This is what's happened. We're human. We're all human. We have emotions and it's okay to feel. It's okay to have those feelings and those emotions. What's not okay is not reaching out for help and staying stuck in that victim mode of I can't move, I can't shift, I can't change. And I was having a full-blown moment yesterday and I haven't had one in a very long time. (laughs) So I was due (laughs) to have one. But being and allowing people to know that it is normal for us to have emotions, it is normal for us to go through things and feel it. And it's not all glamour and success and all of the things. And I love how you said, but we're holding a light next to us. Saying, come with us. Come with me. Come get your puffy eyes on. I got you. And it's (laughs) gonna be, it's gonna be hard. You're going to sit in the fire transformation and freak out and think, am I getting burned? And it just takes a coach to sit down next to you going, look, no, you're fine. It's only burning away what you no longer need. Don't let your ego tell you it's burning you. Your ego's lying to you. But people need to have their hands held and accountability in order to sustain that because they don't necessarily, like they're learning what we know. And, uh, and to your point, I have these, I consider myself very fortunate. I tell people, and this is not a brag. I got my first, I've been divorced twice. My first divorce after a 19 year relationship, 19 years was in 2004. And I started crying then and it just hasn't stopped. And I was like, you know, I'm a warrior. I'm like, I don't cry. I don't need to cry. I don't need to do that. It was such a, like a dude. And it was a suppression that made me sick. And now I recognize, oh, I have, and this is why the acting was uh, believable because uh, it sounds like you and I share an ability, an affinity maybe is a better, a better word for it, to move emotion unrestrained, unbridled movement of energy and motion. This is a gift because this is the stuff of, of, this is the language of the universe. This is the energy of creation. It's very powerful to be able to allow it to move. And it's, it's one thing if you're ex- expressing it. Uh, so David Hawkins, who, who wrote um, Letting Go and Power Versus Force, one of, one of my teachers, he talks about how expressing emotion can actually be a bypass because you're not letting it go. You're expressing it to kind of put your, your tongue in the canker sore. But I know that's not what you're doing. You're like, oh, oh, and okay, power, pressure cooker's open. We're good. Off goes the steam. All right. Lentils are done. Moving on. So that's often mistaken for obviously weakness. It can be a bypass. It can be an addiction. But when you are using it as a means to run blocked uh, or an excess of emotion through your form in order to allow it to go back to source, now you're doing something very powerful. I love that. 
I love that. And there was a time and space where I was, I went through full-blown depression. I was on any impress, any um, any impress, antidepressants. Ah, I can't even say it. <laughs> any anxiety. And I started net once I got off them, I'm like, this is not who I am. So I wasn't feeling, I couldn't feel anything. There was no, oh, I just felt numb to my core. And I started to feel in 2019, at the end of 2019, I started to feel that depression coming back again. So I went and saw a hypnotherapist. And this was the most powerful thing that I have heard. And the way that she explained it, it just dropped for me. I couldn't stop crying. And I was judging my tears. Why am I crying? Why am I so upset? Why, when I look at someone the wrong way, I start crying? Or why is someone, when they say, are you okay? I start crying. I'm like, why, 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 why? And she said, my darling, it's an old lady, so beautiful. You have emotion and you've had stuck emotion suppressed for so long. You are like a volcano. Your tears are just erupting. We don't judge them. We allow them to flow through and we say, oh, I just released some emotion and then we move on. I was like, huh, I really like that. So I taught my daughter that. So now if I do cry, it's so funny. She's like, oh, don't worry about mum. She's just been a volcano. It's the second time she's cried today. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up and and bless you for being human in front of your children because one thing I I feel called to do is, is write a book because I'm raising a child that I adopted from foster care at the age of two. And it's a real experiment of nature versus nurture. And having a transformational leadership coach as a mother has its, its ups and downs. Oh, you know, know. so there are times when I'm, I'm moving emotion. It comes and I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to compartmentalize. And my daughter will come out and I will say to her, oh, as the emotion's moving, I'll say, sweetheart, does it scare you that you see mommy crying? And she was like four or five, I think the first time she saw me cry. She's like, no. And I said, okay, just, just so you know, I'm not, um, I'm not upset. I'm not angry at you. Mommy just has a big feeling in her heart and it just needs to go. It needs to go back to God. It needs to go back to source. And that's all that's happening. And I'm okay. And so, and I also had to tell her about the happy cry because I get taken yeah. down, right? You know what I mean? Like the joy bomb hits you and you're like, oh, gratitude. Oh. It's like, that takes me down more than anger. I, I very rarely get angry, angry anymore, but the gratitude, it will knock me out. I'm like, I'll, I'll like just have to take a knee. I've had to pull <laughs> over Alexis. If a cop would be like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm so happy. That actually happened. Oh, I got to tell you this story. So I'm rollerblading. I'm having a joyful rollerblade because I had this big, this big expression of, of emotion. And I'm like, oh, I feel amazing. So I went out. I'm in Seattle. It's beautiful out. I go on the bike path. I'm going in the parking lot and trying to remember how to do my backwards crossovers because naturally I played hockey in college, a whole nother story. So I'm doing my backwards crossovers and um, I hit something and I went straight up straight down on my sacrum. And I went down so hard, so hard that these dudes that were putting their boats in the water, they like stopped and they started to walk towards me like, holy crap, do we need to count, you know, call an ambulance and having seven years of pre-hospital care. My first thought was, all right, can I feel my legs? (laughs) Like, did I just (laughs) turn myself into a paraplegic? Like, holy crap, this was a big fall, but I hit so squarely. And luckily I have a tush that could stop traffic. So it cushioned me to some degree, but I did hit pretty hard. And so as a warrior, what do you do? Skate it off. So I went and I got back. I started skating. I'm like, let me just make sure that everything still works. 
<laughs> and the, the, then the gratitude started to come and I had to stop. And I sat underneath a tree, just bawling. It could, it could not be stopped. And I'm sitting in like half Lotus. The tears are coming. And this man saw me crying and he comes over. He was just, it was so strange, Alexis. The universe works so straight. He had like a simple polo shirt on, had to have been about 48 years old, an immigrant, I could tell. He had an accent, like a Persian accent. And it very neat, put together, like a manicure. And he comes over and he's, you know, like, don't cry, don't cry. You know, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's because I'm so happy. It's everything so good. My life is amazing, I'm saying to him. And he's like, would you like some drugs? He offered me drugs. <laughs> to feel better. I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm happy. I know to make me feel better. I'm like, this is amazing. What a world. Winning. <laughs> Winning. That's the best story. <laughs> can't make it up. You can't make it up. But it is, we've got to show our emotions. And it's interesting that he said, don't cry. Cause that's what we're taught growing up. Don't cry. That's right. And it's like, why, why do we have to stop crying? Allow it to flow through. We move through it faster when we allow it to flow through, because when we suppress it, that's when we explode or we cause disease. Exactly. Turned inward, it will become depression. So w- women are taught because we are not given an adequate set of tools to manage our, our very healthy, natural anger, uh, which is, by the way, where, you know, of course, passive aggression comes from this backbiting uh, 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 competition with other women, gossip. This is all hostility that is underneath the simmering underneath that is unexpressed anger from childhood and scarcity and lack of worthiness. So this is why I'm on a mission to bring about an awakening to worthiness for every single person I meet because particularly men, and it's amazing how many men come to my program. I didn't like my brother. He's just like, you can't teach men. I'm like, tell the men in my program that (laughs) they love me. They leave much more intact with their humanity, with their humanity intact than they did when they came to me. Um, I recognized, and this is my mission, my why, when I was working in women's empowerment, I always felt like I was screaming into the Grand Canyon. It was just, it was so much noise. And and there's so many other people doing what I was doing. And, and women just wanted to punch and kick. They really didn't want to trust. Them. They didn't trust themselves. So my method didn't really work for them. Like, you don't have to go to a martial arts studio. You've already got everything you need. They're like, yeah, I'd feel safer if I learned how to punch and kick. I'm like, I'm, I'm shocked by that. So I recognized that I was actually trying to solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. I was in resistance to the inequities, to the injustice. And... After cancer, I recognized, oh, no, the way through this is to bring about a great healing to the male psyches of our species, all of them, not just America, everywhere with rare exception. And when we can help men heal their hearts and feel their emotions that they have been told they're not allowed, and it's not safe for them to feel emotions, like it's a survival thing for them. Among other things, if I can help them and help women feel worthy enough to hold some standards for themselves and help teach the men in their lives how to treat women with respect equitably, because we're not equal, we're different. But equitable kindness is what is needed. That's that's my why. That's what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Yeah, and I love that. And before we jumped on 
pretty sure it was before we jumped on and hit the record button, we're talking about who you work with and then how you shifted because of the amount of people that you want to be helping and the ripple effect and the raising of the vibration. Um, Can you just, yeah, tell us a little bit about who it is that you do work with and why you've chosen this group of people? Absolutely. And and thank you for reiterating because I had forgotten. We we started jamming. I'm like, what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. (laughs) It's all coming through me. I don't know. I I don't remember what I said two seconds ago. So when I originally started, uh, because I had been mentoring people just um, in my life, not realizing I was doing it. So it was a natural uh, it was natural for me to begin charging for it as a, as like a proper coach. Although I call myself a consultant because I do not have a certification. I'm so clear about that. Uh, I don't have one because I've been working, I've been doing this for 25 years. I just, now I recognize, Oh, uh, these, all the tools I've been using, I can actually apply them to individuals and charge to coach them. So I started with individuals and I recognize that the, the results were astounding And I want to be so clear about this. I'm a partner with them. I'm a partner with them and their results. I facilitate for them. I don't heal people. I I lock arms with them as their partner. And we kick open the doors together. I'm like, identify the door you want to kick open with me. I got you. Like, I was a firefighter. I can kick open a damn door. But you have to walk through it, right? And then I support them with accountability and love so much. Love. Actual, genuine love. I love every single. I love you. I love people so much much. I don't have to like you to love you. So anyway, I started working with individuals and I started to see the results and the results were astonishing and consistent at a very, very high percentage because I'm boutique. I don't work with a lot of people. I don't want to be a brand name. I I want to have massive results for every person who comes into my program. That's what I like. And I recognize, all right, well, I can help a thousand people, but I don't know how long I'm going to be on this planet and I want to make the most of my time while I'm here. So if I can help a thousand coaches, transformational coaches specifically, because these are healers. These are healers who have big issues around money and their value. And I've walked that path and I know what I, I haven't have been on a single sales call. I don't do sales. So I developed this effortless enrollment program and I thought, you know what? I think I can help transformational coaches who really detest conventional sales methods. It just doesn't work for them. These intuits, these empaths, they can't, they don't want to get on a sales call. I'm like, I think I can help them fill their programs without selling. I went, I did six figures in my first year without selling. And I'm like, and I'm a teacher's teacher. So I know how to, I left a trail. I left breadcrumbs. I'm like, all right, here's the tools here, how we do it. So I thought if I can help a thousand coaches fill their programs effortlessly without having to sell, push or convince then they can actually help the people they're meant to help. And they help a thousand people. Well, now I've thousand X my ability to do good on this planet. I have leveraged these force multipliers so that I can uh, uh, spread the gifts, right? Because it's not me. As you know, this is not me. I am, uh, I'm letting things come through me. I'm getting out of the way of the real power here. Okay. And then Within, I still work with a handful of individuals, but they must be at like senior director level, uh, senior vice president, CEO of a small company, or that level C-suite of larger companies. They have to be in positions of leadership and influence, and they need to be open to be open because I do soul okay. work. I, I do soul work with people. I, I, that's, that's what I'm here for. And 
if they're ready, I will work with them, but that they need to be very well resourced. My coaching programs are very accessible because not everybody, not every coach is making six figures, but individuals that are leaders, that is a, a much different price point by design. Yeah. And the one thing I love about that is we get to decide when we have our own business, we get to decide and choose who we want to work with, the results that we, oh, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just delicious. So how do people come and find you? Where do you hang out the most? If Do you have any free resources for anybody? What What are all the things that you've got going on? Let me tell you all the things. How much time have we got? No, I'm just <laughs> it's a very short list. It's a very short list. So I have an Instagram show every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. It's called the Free Lunch Live. The first person to drop a question in the chat gets transformational intuitive coaching from me. And you got to be quick because the people from my mastermind are on it. <laughs> they are so on it. So I'm on Instagram. My handle is at soulful leader. And there's only one L in that. S-O-U-L-F-U-L-E-A-D-E-R, right? The, the L in soulful creates the L for leader. So it's soulful leader. I also hang out um, in the soulful leader collective on Facebook. It's a private group. So please come and join us there. I am just about to start uh, a coaching Facebook group called Effortless Enrollment for Transformational Coaches. I'm so excited to get this going. It's mainly for my mastermind group that I'm, I'm graduating. They're, they're like, we want, we want to stay. I'm like, all right, we'll get you in the Facebook group. So it's everything that I teach and I keep some of the modules in there. It's to get them going. And if they need more, then they can work with me individually. But um, it's designed to help them get where they need to go through community. And my website, here's my free, I have a free gift that I'm very excited to share. Uh, my, my website is um, mytransformationalcoach.com. And if you uh, do my URL backslash effortless, I have a, a mindset business model in there called, called cause and effect business model. And this is strategic for transformational coaches. It harnesses the law of attraction or the, or the third law of motion to, to be the foundation of your business. And it's the op absolute opposite of conventional business models, which don't work for these people. Hey, if, you know, if conventional business works for you, I love it for you. But if you're finding that cold DMing people is giving you ajda, <laughs> if it's making your skin crawl and making you very sad, get, you got to get this free gift. I talk about how to get into a prosper prosperity mindset and how to set up your, your business model to serve your, your ethos, to serve your why, because your why is what's going to generate the revenue, not your marketing. If you're, if you're not really firm in your why and who you want to work with and your special gifts you're bringing to the table and your hero's journey and your value, if you are not clear on that, you're not going to magnetize the abundance that you want. So I break all that down for people. I love that. One of the biggest things that I talk about in my coaching is that deep knowing that what you do is amazing and it's transformational and people need you to walk next to them on their journey. And I love that that's what that's all about. And it's amazing. It's amazing. I have loved jamming with you. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. <laughs> I 
felt the same way. Like we got to do this again, but I want to hear your stories. I know we just, we'll just have to have a coffee talk. We'll just have to have a chat, but yes, thank you. You're, you're amazing. What you do and the fact that you have rebounded from something that is, that affects so many people and you can be this bright shining light for people who really, really struggle with what you did. And I love, I love that you went the farmer route. That's awesome. Cause a lot of people have shame about it. They feel like, Oh, I failed. I took drugs. Like, no, no, no. You're just trying, you're figuring it out. You're figuring it out. So you can create this space for them that not a lot of people can. I just love that about you. And I'm so glad because there's people who really need you. So they will find you. Yes. And there's more than enough for everybody to go around. And I love that. And that's why I do what I do. And I think each and every one of us has our own powerful story and being vulnerable and opening up. And in one of my other episodes, I go, um, one of the girls that I was interviewing, she actually started to open up and tell her story and it gave me permission to really dive deeper into my story that I felt a little bit off. Well, not even off about, I felt ashamed about that part of my story, but it's a part of my journey and it's part of who I am and why I am where I am now and why I can resonate with so many different people on so many different levels from all of the things that I've been through. So thank you. Thank you oh, for coming on. It is so my pleasure. I thank you so much for allowing me to, to speak with your community, to sharing my story with you and your community. It is a true pleasure and it's a great honor. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Go over and find Moira. She's amazing. And I'll see you on the next show. So thank you. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation. When you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic. <laughs>